Well, we are in full conference swing here in the Big 12 Conference, and it's my favorite time of the year. Hey there, it's Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's great to be here with you. It's Red River Week. I mean, what more can you ask for? Starting to feel like fall across Big 12 country. And by the way, if you're on the podcast, we apologize for being a few days late. Uh, My day job had me with the Dave Ramsey crew, which is part of my my day job with KCMO Talk Radio, an outstanding team, an outstanding group of people to get to know both personally and professionally. So I really appreciate their time. And we were late in the podcast this week, but uh, such is life. If you're on the radio show, then nothing has changed for you. But you know what? When I'm a little late on something, I like to apologize for it. All right. So my bad there, but it was all for good work and uh, and personal purposes as well. Just a, a great time with the Dave Ramsey team. I know many of our listeners, by the way, are Dave Ramsey fans as well. So uh, appreciate all they do when it comes to money and and even you know building businesses. I've I've utilized them and and their services and their ideology for building up heartlandcollegesports.com, which is now last month. Let me thank you guys for this while I'm at it. Uh, We had a record-setting month, almost a million page views to the website, a record month for podcast downloads as well. So thank you guys for that because we couldn't do that without you uh, spreading the message, sharing the site with friends and family, sharing our social media posts. Every little bit on that uh, makes a difference. So big props to all of you for a record-setting month for Heartland College Sports in September of 2021. But let's look at where things are at right now uh, in this conference. So we're about a month in and thinking about, like, what the surprises are in this league. Well, obviously, the surprises, both good and bad, we'll start with the good. Oklahoma State sitting there at 5-0. and uh, The other good surprise for me is the Baylor Bears sitting there at 4-1. and one. Uh, The Texas Longhorns, I don't know if I'd call them a good surprise, but the way they've figured things out since the Arkansas loss has been impressive to me. And then when you look at the not-so-good side of things, the surprises through the first uh, month of the season or so, uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and I know OU fans are going to say, whoa, 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 how are you saying that we are – Uh, not a good surprise. Well, yes, you're undefeated. Yes, you're easily in the top 10. I understand all of that, top five. But at the same time, this is a team that has not covered the spread at all this season against anybody outside of an FCS opponent. So like, oh, you're sitting there technically at number six, but they're sitting there at number six, and it's like, okay, Tulane, then you you don't cover the spread there. You crush Western Carolina, tight game against Nebraska, tight game against West Virginia, and then you know this past weekend as well. You have the Sooners that okay they take care of business, but they didn't cover the spread against Kansas State. Now if Malik Knowles does not run back that garbage time touchdown, they do get a spread. It's a more comfortable win than the box score indicates, and that all is true. Would have been a solid thirteen point victory. But still, when you're 0-4 against the spread against all of your FBS opponents, like, I'm not sitting here and saying, boy, this Oklahoma team is ready to win a natty, baby. I, 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 don't, I don't see that right now. Now I see a team that's finally starting to put it together and finally starting to figure it out, and I'm encouraged by that because, listen, I want the Big 12. 
And I think OU's got the best odds of doing that, obviously. I want the Big 12 to play for a national championship this year, damn it. And based on what OU was or what we thought they were before the season with finally the defense to match the offense, I want that to be true. And at this point in time, unless Oklahoma State just has that miracle season or Texas runs the table, like who in this league are you going to make the case for right now is a legitimate college football playoff contender? Nobody. I mean, Iowa State's got two losses. Iowa State is not in the college football playoff conversation. It's not. You can say Big 12 conversation. Sure, everybody is outside of Kansas technically. And you can make a case in a wide open year for the Big 12 that that may be true. But nobody else. There are three teams, really. Even Baylor. All right, Baylor's 4-1. and one. They got the one loss. But, like, am I going to sit here and say Baylor can, can run the table to a college football playoff? No, that's not going to happen. The Bears are not going to do that. They're improved. They're better than I thought they were a month ago. But there, that, that, that is a conversation that does not need to happen. It just doesn't need to happen. So you've got three teams that you can say, all right, OU, the best odds, obviously, Texas and Oklahoma State. Now, I'm not saying that Texas is going to be playing for a college football playoff. I don't like the odds on that. I'm not taking the odds on that. You could give me your money to make that bet. I'm not making it. But just based on where things have gone so far this year, if you're Texas, you know, you run the table in the Big 12 and then win a Big 12 championship with one loss to an SEC team, uh, it's not too shabby. It's not. And Oklahoma State's obviously still undefeated, so that's part of the conversation as well. And then OU. But that's it. I mean, that's that's where you draw the line. But this is not an anti. There's so much that I get on social media. Like, oh, I think you've turned on OU because they're leaving for the SEC. No. I, I mean, yes, I'm annoyed they left for the SEC. I've made that very clear. But I've also heard from a ton of OU fans who appreciate the fact that I'm still able to analyze this team and talk about this team on the field and leave my personal feelings out of it. Like, yeah, I'm pissed off at OU, and I'm annoyed that I believe they followed Texas for the SEC. But I also have said, I totally get it. Like, if Texas says we're going to the SEC, you can either come with us or take your chances in the Big 12. What are you doing? I would have loved it if Oklahoma said, we're staying in the Big 12. These are our buddies. These are our friends. We want to make this conference great again. I would have loved that. But I'm not I'm not a total sucker. I can be kind of a sucker sometimes, but I'm not a total sucker. I'm not foolish enough to, to think that Oklahoma should do that and not understand why they wouldn't do that. I completely understand why they did what they did. And I'm still able to analyze this team and say, hey, for as long as they're in the Big 12, I'm pulling for them. I'm rooting for them. And I'll always have a soft spot for him because my old boss in Woodward, Oklahoma, Jay Douglas Williams, was a suit, was an OU guy, through and through OU guy. And, you know, he's always got a special place in my heart, rest his soul. And when I worked and lived in Oklahoma, you know, the Sooners did as well. Now, some of their fans were goobers, but who doesn't have that subset of fans, right? Everyone's got those, especially the big programs. They all have those subset of fans in college sports. That doesn't bother me. I don't worry about that or those people. But I see an OU team right now where I like the defense a lot and the offense is coming along, but the offensive line has got to start gelling. And that's the biggest thing to me right now. The offensive line has got to start gelling. And who does that start with? Bill Bendenbaugh, who's the co-offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach. Now, he has established himself 
as one of the country's top developers of the offensive line and talent on the O-line for the last almost decade since he joined OU in 2013. That's how good Bill Bendenbaugh is. His reputation is outstanding. So I think this offensive line is going to be different, I mean, even in a month from where it is right now. We knew there was a lot of new fa- there were a lot of new faces, a lot of turnover on that O-line, guys going to the NFL. So it was going to take some time. And you combine that with a running game that also does not have the depth that we expected because of guys getting, you know, kicked off the team, leaving the program. You're down to Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray. Now you saw something out of Kennedy Brooks last week against Kansas State that finally made you say, Where you been all year? You know, I mean finally Kennedy Brooks showed up. And it was good to see that last week because he hadn't really done a whole lot this season. And you wanted to see him take that next step if you're an OU fan. Piled up 91 rushing yards. That was a season high for Kennedy Brooks on just 15 carries. So more of that, the better if you're Oklahoma. But I'm not sitting here thinking that Oklahoma is like a a, a lock in any way, shape, or form for the college football playoff. The best thing going for OU is that college football is completely up in the air right now. I mean, in a way, maybe it hasn't been in over a decade, possibly. It's it's very possible that it's been that long. It, it clearly looks to me like you've got Alabama and Georgia as one and two in college football right now. But after that, you look at Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, heck, BYU, welcome to the Big 12, BYU in a couple of years, rounding out your top 10, and, like, do I think Iowa State or Iowa and Penn State are going to be sitting there, I don't know, with one loss each, playing for a Big 12 championship and a shot at the college football playoff at the end of the season? I don't. And, by the way, those two teams play each other this weekend in a top-five matchup. That game's in Iowa City. So, right out of the gates there, someone's going to get knocked off. Someone's going to have one loss. And then if you're Penn State, if you have a loss to Iowa and then you still got to play Ohio State on the road later this month, that's going to be tough sledding. So back for the Big 12, if you're a one-loss Big 12 champion and that is Oklahoma, Texas, or Oklahoma State, you should feel pretty good about yourself, right? That makes it harder for Texas who already has one loss. But Oklahoma State, what I love about the Pokes is that defense travels, man. I mean, defense travels, and this defense may be the best in the Big 12 conference right now. When you look at it top to bottom, that's how impressive it's been to me. Now, they've got some tougher offensive tests coming up the next couple of weeks with Texas and then uh, Iowa State after a bye week this weekend. So that's going to challenge this defensive unit quite a bit more than it has been the last few weeks. But still, this defense is the real deal. Mike Gundy's got a defense. Defense travels. And when you're going to Austin and Ames in back-to-back weeks, which the Cowboys will be here coming up next week, that's a big deal. And that's what makes me... As much as I have real concerns about Spencer Sanders, this is a defense that Mike Gundy has not had during his time in Stillwater. And we saw it coming the last couple of years. The defense has kept getting better and better and better under Jim Knowles. And now you're like, why why can't Oklahoma State win a bunch of 21-17 games this year? Why, Why not? Even going up against Texas, who, yes, the offense looks improved, but they're getting a young quarterback no matter what. Iowa State has had its moments on that side of the ball. And even OU, as we've talked about, has looked a little bit shaky. So that's what makes this so interesting for this conference this season. And frankly, with the way the college football season is shaping up, uh, possibly one of those years where we're talking about multiple Big 12 teams, with not, not multiple teams making the playoff. 
All right? I'm not saying that's happening. That's not happening for this conference. I'd love it to happen, but it's not. But multiple teams being in the conversation by the time we get to November-ish, right? That's what matters here. Multiple teams in the conversation because it is wide open, absolutely wide open right now. Before we continue, let me tell you about my friends at mybookie.com, where with our promo code BIG12, that is BIG12, you get a 100% deposit bonus. That means you want to put in 100, 200, whatever, uh, before the games this weekend, which includes, by the way, OU Texas, Texas OU, whichever way you want to put it. That game, of course, is taking place this weekend. And you can get in the mix right now with our friends at mybookie. It's where we place our bets. They've been great partners of this a show in this site for several years now. That's why all our bets are put up at mybookie.com, and you can't beat their sign-up bonus where they double your money. You don't have to, like, unlock anything. They just do it right out of the gates. There's none of this, like, double your money, but then place 27 and a half bets to get it. They don't do that at mybookie.com. They just double the money for you, all right? So go to mybookie.com, use our promo code BIG12, BIG12, for that 100% sign-up bonus today. We appreciate you guys and uh, a great way to support us and our partners at, as well here at Heartland College Sports. Pete Mundo rolling through another show with you on heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to be with you as always. Thanks for being a part of it. Uh, Matt Campbell, Iowa State head coach, said something that I thought was, I don't know, bothered me is the right way to put it. But Campbell said, and this was from the Des Moines Register, he said, I felt really confident leaving Baylor that we're playing our style of play the right way. I feel really confident in how our kids are playing right now. I just saw that continue from Baylor. That's what Matt Campbell said earlier this week after his team rolled KU 59-7. He also said about Brock Purdy, the quarterback, I feel like Brock has really started to play Brock Purdy-style football. I'm proud of him. you got to strengthen through struggle, and when your players have the ability to do that, I think your team has the ability to do that. I thought he was really outstanding for most of the game. I mean, all that's true, that's great, but let's be honest. This was not a young team coming back with unreasonably high expectations. This was a team returning a ton of seniors, super seniors, who could have gone off to the NFL, who came back for one more year to have an extra special magical season in Ames. And it's just not going to happen. I mean, yeah, fine, they can still win the Big 12, and don't get me wrong, you tell any Iowa State fan five years ago you're going to win the Big 12 in 2021, they're going to say, uh, you're insane. What drugs are you taking? And uh, do we need to take you to a hospital because you're about to OD? Like, I, I get all that. But for this team right now to be sitting outside of the top 25 in the first week of October is a letdown. It's a disappointment. It's, it's just that that's a fact. That's a disappointment, and what frustrates me and what should frustrate Iowa State fans is that these slow starts, like, it should not have taken a bunch of super seniors five weeks to start playing their style of football. I know it's a long year. I get it's a long year, but that should not take that kind of time. I'm sorry. It shouldn't. It should be something where it's like, let's go. Um, There's urgency here. If you want to compete for a, a college football playoff, you got to come out of the gates hot. Just ask Georgia about that, beating Clemson in week one. And that's how it's got to be. 
And if there was a team that was set up to do that, it was Iowa State because of the fact that they had so many seniors and super seniors coming back. And for whatever reason, this program just, it's the only criticism you can have. And I've said it, and I understand to some I might sound like a broken record on this, but it's the only criticism you can have of the Matt Campbell tenure, which is these slow starts. But some of that's got to be on the players too. You guys bypassed the NFL, you came back, and you came out of the gate slow. Is that buying into hype? I don't know. I don't want to, I don't like to throw that accusation out there with having more information on it. I, I, I really don't. But it's just a, a fair criticism to have. And I know Matt Campbell's a player's guy, and he's not going to be like, yeah, yeah, the guys came out slow. Boy, I, what's that all about? Boy, they're really slow out of the gates. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's not who he is. But, oof, boy, I, um, I'm just very, very surprised by that comment because it kind of makes it seem like the players took a little bit to get going this season. And they didn't have uh, – there, there was no margin for error. And that's what makes it frustrating. All right, let's go to our Big 12 power rankings now. For week six of the Big 12 football season, we'll go one through ten in order. And let's start with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The Pokes are number one this week after taking care of Baylor on Saturday, 24-14 in Stillwater. Uh, Last week, they were in our number three spot. And they're doing it, as we talked about, with the good old-fashioned defense, hard-nosed defense, and the running game. This is not your father's or more like your older brother's Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's not a high-flying, sexy offense. But Jalen Warren may be the toughest running back in the Big 12 right now, and it is showing for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. At number two, we've got the Oklahoma Sooners in that secondary spot. They drop a spot despite the win over K-State. Uh, they look like they figured some things out, but you know, I gave Oklahoma State the edge because Oklahoma State is right now just looking better overall as a program, and they got a top 25 win. Oklahoma did not this past weekend. So they figured some things out on offense, but still, Oklahoma State has two top 25 wins. OU has zero. So for now, I'm giving the Cowboys the number one spot. I hope that uh, that makes sense to you. Don't get triggered by it. Just understand that's how I'm making that decision. Then uh, we've got the Texas Longhorns at number three this week. That is, uh, they were in the two, or where were they last week? Last week, I had them in the four spot. So Texas moves up a spot from four to three. They went on the road, and they beat TCU for the first time since 2013. And it's hard to fathom that, but Gary Patterson has owned Texas, and he's had their number here for the last several years, really since joining the Big 12. But he hasn't faced a running back like Bijan Robinson until this past week. Sophomore went off for over 200 rushing yards on the afternoon. And Steve Sarkeesian is doing what Tom Herman should have done all last season, feed the beast and watch the magic happen. Like, you wonder if Tom Herman is still coaching Texas if he wasn't sitting B. John Robinson for most of his freshman season. You, I genuinely wonder that. Like, I think B. John Robinson could have done a lot of what he did this year or what he's done this year. I think he could have done a lot of that last year, too. He was a beast at the end of the season against K-State. So who knows? Tom Herman could still be employed in Austin if he had played B. John Robinson last year. It's weird to think, but it's possible. Number four, I've got Baylor down from number two. They suffered their first loss of the season, of course. And um, I think Baylor's going to find themselves in a lot of those 17-14, 21-17 type of games as conference play moves on. Moving on to number five, Texas Tech in the five spot. Red Raiders went to Morgantown, picked up a win over the Mountaineers. 
Uh, jumped out to that 17 nothing first half lead, and they hung on a late field goal, got it done for Texas Tech. Boy, did the Red Raiders need that one after getting blown out by Texas a week prior. Iowa State at number six, keeping them in that sixth spot where they were last week. They blew out Kansas. That means nothing. So congrats, I guess, but let's be honest, Kansas still has a long road ahead. At number seven, the Kansas State Wildcats also maintaining where they were one week ago. And uh, they came up short against Oklahoma. The good news is Skylar Thompson's back at quarterback. But without Skylar, that game would have been a blood, blood, a blood. I can't even say it. Blood bath. Because that's how bad it would have been if Will Howard was in that spot or Jaron Lewis was in that spot. So Skylar's back. That's a great thing for K-State. But, boy, you really hope Jake Rubley is ready sooner rather than later for when Skylar Thompson has to leave after this season when he's going to be, what, 35 years old? I mean, <laughs> dude's been around forever. We love Skylar, but guy's been around. It feels like he's going to be 35 here pretty soon. Number eight, West Virginia, down from five after that bad loss to Tech at home. I mean, that's, just, that's a Tech team that gave up 70 points to Texas, and the Mountaineers put up a goose egg in the first half at home. That can't happen. It's a bad loss for West Virginia, and the defense keeps them in games, but, man, that was ugly. TCU is down to number nine after opening up Big 12 play with a loss to Texas, something Gary Patterson hasn't or really had to deal with during his time in Fort Worth, but that makes it two losses in a row for TCU. And for a team that many of us thought could be a Big 12 dark horse, <laughs> disappointing start for TCU, like really disappointing start for TCU. And at number 10, the Kansas Jayhawks. Lost to Iowa State 59-7. to There you have it, the power rankings 1 through 10. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas, Baylor, Texas Tech at 5. Iowa State, Kansas State, West Virginia, TCU, and Kansas. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. We've got our picks that'll drop tomorrow against the spread. Don't miss it. All coming your way and hit that rate, review, and subscribe button as well. And we've got free koozies for you when you leave a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And don't forget about our friends at mybookie.com with the promo code BIG12. That's big one, too. You get a 100% sign-up bonus. Double your money for the Red River rivalry this week. With our promo code BIG12, that's BIG12 at mybookie.com. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.